Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself, if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's about here. It looks like rain, mostly, but... Maybe some snow. An outside chance. Yeah, yeah. We're just praying our little skinny Christmas tree through to Christmas Day. Hope he can hang on. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, looking rough. (laughs) I I think we set it up too early. And it just, even though we've kept it watered, I think it decided... I've had enough of drinking water. I'm ready to die. It's like a black comedy Christmas tree now. Yeah. <laughs> Our oldest daughter came home from um, college, and we saved her one special ornament for her to put on the tree. So we <laughs> all held our breath as she hung this heavy metal ornament onto that sad, sad tree. Heavy metal as in it weighs a lot, not as in... Def Leppard or uh, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne ornament, although I wouldn't mind having one. It would be appropriate for this tree. It would. I think that's next year. Mm-hmm. A heavy metal themed Christmas tree <laughs> with uh, maybe an Alice Cooper noose or guillotine at the top. Some black garland. Actually, I think it'd be fun to do theme trees like that. It would be. So we started a family game last night of a different sort that our oldest daughter brought home with her. And it's this mystery in a box, like unsolved mystery. Um, that's an online company. I don't know how many of these mysteries they've produced, but you get this whole kit And they've created all of the um, things you would see in a normal detective story. So you've got pictures of the victim and the suspects and the, the persons of interest. And then you go through and you, you read aloud all of the evidence and the witness. Um, interrogations and the, um, the news articles and you go through all this information and your first goal is to, um, prove that the person they've arrested is actually innocent. So it took us, we were working on it for a couple of hours last night to open it up and we went through all the information and after Going to the website, we had to get a couple of of hints (laughs) because we got stumped. But we got a couple of hints, and we have officially proven that the guy they arrested is innocent. And 
So our next step will be to proceed to investigate who the actual murderer is. Takes a lot of patience for <laughs> if you're wondering if you want to play this game or not. <laughs> well, the, the thing I want to point out is in order to prove his innocence, we had to look really closely at some details that we overlooked initially. So these little details in the news article, actually within the newspaper itself, helped prove his innocence. And and so in this, you know, in our lives and in this Christmas season, everything matters. The details are important. Well, and they're really the the main ingredient in a way. It's the little details that we pay attention to and in order to get ready and prepare and they become special because we have our own set of little details. Most people do the things they want to attend to and um, yeah, so it really is about the details in a lot of ways. I mean, Everybody, for the most part, has a Christmas tree. That's a big thing. But what are the details of what you've done or mm-hmm. the food or the presents or whatever it is that everybody's got their own personal impressions that they put upon these things? Yeah. And then, you know, and the reason I think that we enjoy those details is is because it it is... Um, a description of how we are as people. Like we are all, we all have these unique colors and gifts and we bring to the table and we bring to the world our, our own details, which are so fun and interesting and make the world a beautiful place. Absolutely. I also think it's connected, at least in my experience, it's connected to this. So maybe this will, make sense to some of you, maybe all of you. Um, a, I think this is an Irish word, a Gaelic word that I love. And I think about it this time of year and I'm not going to pronounce it correctly, but, uh, it's heareth, uh, not as in, I heareth you <laughs> from Shakespearean, <laughs> Shakespearean, uh, type language, but heareth, um, which means a longing for your homeland or a longing for a place that maybe never was because you've built it into your mind, but it's a homesickness. And I think some of these details that we attend to connect us to a place in our memories of what the magic of this season is all about. Um, And the details might not even be accurate as to what we remember, and they may be completely made up. Mm -hmm. But there's something in our mind that connects it to that longing for home and for belonging. Um, And I think that comes out. I know it does in me this time of year, but I think it comes out in most people. Um, And so that's certainly present within these details. We attend to something because we feel a deeper connection to uh, our origins and kind of our who we are, our identity, and our reason to be, and all of those things. Mm, I love that. Really, really love it. And when we feel connected to our origin and our home, we're probably able to be our truest selves, don't you think? 
relax into the truth of our being. Hmm. I hadn't thought of it like that. I think it certainly helps in that for sure. Mm -hmm. If we don't get too caught up in the details, um, (laughs) again, you know, if everything's not quite right, does that impede our ability to to relax? Um, but Yeah. yeah, I absolutely, um, you know, just one of the really superficial things that we talk about almost every year when it's time for uh, Christmas that I think has a little bit of this to it is you and I grew up in different uh, traditions, if I remember this correctly, as it relates to the Christmas tree. I grew up and we always had colored lights on the tree and you grew up and you always had white lights on the tree. Uh, no, we had color lights too. Those great big bold colored lights. Oh, I just I didn't you... like them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like the white lights. Every time I'd see a tree with white lights, I was like, "Oh, that's much better." <laughs> well, I've always associated you with the white lights, and maybe <laughs> that's I why. Like them. <laughs> and so we talk about that, and so the colored lights make give me this connection to my past. Um, even though we also had the very big bulbs that got uh, real hot. And, yeah. I don't guess they make those anymore. but It's a fire hazard. Um, anyway, so I don't remember that at all well, but uh, it does apply, at least in my case, that there's that connection um, yeah. to what I remember. So what is one Christmas memory from like a place of heareth hmm. for you that connects you to origin, identity? Hmm. I think um, in in the house that I grew up in and where my parents still live, um, we had a big room at the lowest level of the house that we used as the playroom when we were kids. And I just can see myself and I see my older brother, Chip. And so after the presents were opened, we were surrounded by these gifts, these toys and I can just remember that feeling of excitement and joy and play and being, you know, enjoying it with my older brother. We were really close growing up. We still are. But um, just that that happiness and everything's great. Everything is as it should be in, mm. that, in that moment. Yeah. Um Mine is more either in the evening or in the pre-dawn, so it's dark outside. And the household has either wound down or has not gotten up so much. And sitting in front of the tree in the still and the quiet and the dark with just the lights on, uh, there's something that's real meaningful and that always transports me back so in the morning a lot of the time i'll go in and sit in front of the tree before anyone else is up or mary's out on the porch and it is just a moment to kind of it's almost like time traveling uh, in my mind just a an instant connection to those places of comfort and familiarity uh, even though it, the details are a little bit different, there's some connection there. And um, 
you know, in a bigger picture <clears throat> way of thinking, uh, I think this is part of humanity's constant um, work towards things being right in the world. And what I mean by that, I'm not sure if we talked about this last week or not, so forgive me. Um, did we talk about the inflatable uh, snowmen and stuff that people put in their yards? No, we did okay. not. <laughs> so I was driving up to do a service at another little town last weekend. And I go in the uh, right before dusk. <clears throat> and along the way, there are these houses, these country farms and stuff. And some of them have these uh, inflatable, you know, that's Rudolph or there's this one had a penguin and an elf and I forget what else. And then they were about, oh, three feet tall. And there were like three or four of them lined up in the front yard. And as I'm driving by looking at these things, I'm thinking, you know, and this, sorry, this is my opinion. I'm like, they're really not all that attractive. Um, and I, I was like, what is the point of sticking up an inflatable penguin in your yard? But I got to thinking there's something about that detail for that person that is an expression of what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. it, it connects them with goodness. I mean, it's the reason we do it. There's something that we that makes us feel good, that we decorate, that we go to these efforts. <clears throat> and it's because it's an expression of the fact that we're longing for that place of uh, goodness and security and where all things are right in the world. And, of course, I think this is all that connection with our creator inside that even these expressions for people who don't Jesus is they've never been to they're not religious at all but they do these things because there's something in them that is connecting to those deep 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 places within us that really I think is the longing for our homeland uh, our inclusion with our creator mm -hmm. I totally agree and <clears throat> at least one of our <clears throat> daughters has been begging <clears throat> for a whole lineup of blow-up <laughs> Christmas <laughs> characters <laughs> all of her life. And we've always said no, because <laughs> we didn't want to put it up. But uh, we did have a blow-up uh, turkey at Thanksgiving that was in the back of the house. Yeah. <laughs> And to me, I think those blow up creatures, you know, that's part of the playfulness. It's part of the being the child and something that's that yeah. brings levity and and just makes you laugh. Absolutely. So it's still that's the connection too. Yeah. just the connection to the the humor and the, the as you said, the levity and the lightness of that's a place of belonging uh, where we can enjoy those things. So. You know, I, I'm. I was not ever feeling judgmental about those things. I was just curious as to the different people's expressions of those connections with the deep, meaningful places 
in our lives that we are clamoring to um, to manifest and to get back to and to put around us. And that goes back to all of these little details. I mm-hmm. think they're all part of that, you know, to, to tie the bow just right or to this is the way we've always decorated Christmas cookies or it's something that connects me with um, something uh, deep in my soul. Mm. And then the 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 miracle of that happening of spending some time in that place with of your homeland in your heart is that it's transformative. So when you think of the movie Scrooge, Scrooge doesn't have one night of being like brought to his homeland. And then he goes back to the old patterns and his old bah humbug, but he's transformed by it and moves forward in his life in a new way and with joy yeah, that's a real dramatic enactment of it. Um, so if you're out there and you've not had a Scrooge night, don't, you're not alone. I mean, <laughs> our transformation is incremental, yeah. and it often we don't even recognize it. But there are those visitations and connections of those things that are deep within us that are bringing us back to that transformative uh spirit that we see Ebenezer Scrooge undergo. Um, one that all of a sudden is exploding with gratitude and graciousness uh, and simply the embodiment of what it means to be truly human and alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's contagious when you're around that. It awakens it in yourself and in the people who witness it. And of course, Interesting that our conversation went here because it is the, I think, uh, message of Christmas. Um, the embodiment of what it means to be human is Jesus mm-hmm. come to be flesh, to be one of us, just like us. His flesh was the same as ours. Um, he wasn't some kind of superhuman. He was uh, a person just like us. Uh, who maintained constant connection with his father and showed us what it means to truly be human. Um, And we're in the process, albeit slowly, um, of undergoing that that same beautiful metamorphosis into um, the image of God, which is goodness and kindness and gentleness and mercy and forgiveness and all of those wonderful things that are connected with the spirit of this season. Mm-hmm. And I love that that's a family story that, that no one's left out of that, um, of that awakening and that inclusion. And, um, you know, Christmas is a time of family, and even though this this year looks different, and we may not be physically present with our families, just know that we that doesn't change the truth that we're all connected. We're all children of our Creator, and He is at work in every single one of us. Yes, and you know, when you think of a family that is in their right minds uh, and 
embodying the goodness of things, you could never in a million years conceive of that family gathering on Christmas morning and the parents looking at the children going, okay, and unfortunately this is woven straight into the myth of Christmas. Have you been naughty or nice this year? You know, who, who you are what you've done. And actually looking at one or two or more children saying, you know, you're not who you're supposed to be and you didn't act the way you should have. So get out of this room and you get nothing. Well, we would never conceive of that from a good family. And how can we ever conceive of anything remotely like that from our Heavenly Father? Mm. That His gift to the world, His Son, to give us life um, is freely given. And it's for us just to unwrap and understand and see it. It, uh, It's not a a test. Um, That's not how Christmas morning works. Mm. So here's to everyone experiencing Christmas as, as true homeland. You are loved. You're included. You're part of this great, big, amazing family with the Father at the head, Jesus, one with Him, the Holy Spirit, somehow showing that to us in all kinds of ways. So whether you've got inflatable elves or (laughs) penguins or... Live it up. Whatever. Play. Enjoy and have a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Peace. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter. And we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars. Enjoy your freedom to explore life and just take it one step at a time.